Alrighty. Well, I think this is the first one Ben's missed. I can't remember recording without him, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think uh, Alex and I have recorded without him either. So, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, life, hey? Yeah, sucks, but. Hi everybody and welcome to Tanked Up, the podcast all about video games and craft beer. We have no Ben this week, hence the my sultry tones starting awkwardly this podcastual fest. But I am joined by the wonderful, beer-resistable Lucy Yearwood. Hello, thank you. And how are you doing this week? I'm good, I'm good. Ben's not here, but, you know, we'll troop on without him. But yeah, oh. I'm good, I'm good, sun's shining, weather's sweet. It is, it's beer. Fu- Oh, it's fucking hot, and I wish um, <laughs> I, I've been eyeing this beer all day, being like, mm, I shouldn't start drinking until after the pod, but it's so hot, I just want a beer. So Yeah, it's perfect uh, beer weather. It's about, how hot is it? I mean, I know it was a high for like 27 degrees yesterday. Oh, fuck Probably went to like 13 places, but yeah. All I know is it's, it's hot it's, by British standards. So, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, Adam Thomas has been bitching for days. Yeah. So <laughs> who knows, well, that could be any weather, actually, to be fair. <laughs> Um, what are we drinking this week? We are drinking, long time overdue, but the Human Cannonball from, is it Magic Rock? Yes, Magic Rock. Um, this came out probably, was it March it came out? Yeah. It was a good few weeks ago. Yeah. I think it might have been mid-March, end of March or something. So we've had it a while, but, um, but yeah, it's a 9% double IPA, so... Um, it's part of their Cannonball series. They did have a Unhuman Cannonball, which is a bit stronger. I think that's about 11, 11.5. And then they just have the normal Cannonball, which is about, is it 7 or something like that? Something like that. 7.4 or something. Yeah, but uh, this is the in-betweener one that we went for, so, yeah. It's the 9.2% Dipper. It's got a lovely cartoon... Uh, presumably, this is the 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 face of the cannonball coming out, but yeah. it kind of looks like a cross between a cactuar from Final Fantasy and um, and a Pac Man ghost. Person. Yes, yeah. Inky or Clyde. I think it's oh. Clyde. Yeah, it's definitely Clyde. I actually forgot that they had names <laughs> until you said Inky or Blinky yeah. or whatever it was. Inky and Clyde. Um, yeah. And it is the malts are all Golden Promise, a wheat malt. Acidulated malt, oat malt, golden naked oats, TM, CTZ, CO2 extract, cryo hops, citra and centennial, and the T90 Chinook and CTZ hops. And as you said, it's 9.2%. Um, oh, it's small batch brew number 24 HCIIPA. Now, what the hell is HCIIPA? No idea. I. But it's a nice big 500 mil can. Like, yeah, it's a um, yeah. Magic Rock have uh, just started canning everything in 500 mil cans nowadays, which is more bang for your buck. So happy days. But something as strong as this, I mean, nine <laughs> percent, like 500 mil. Yeah. Does it need to be that much? 
Yes, it does. Yeah, I was going to say, what a, what a crazy <laughs> question that is. Yeah. It, it's also a lovely black can with the black and green label on. So it's interesting because the colored can, but with a label. Again, we've been talking about how everyone's going to cans, and we're seeing interesting approaches to labeling technology, um, which is everyone's favorite. I mean, I know there are some people who tune into us specifically for the label talk, and as soon as oh. we're done labeling talking, they just turn it all off. Yeah. Don't care about the beer. Don't care about the games. It's really the label talk that everyone's here for. Um, right. Oh, it's got a lovely, yeah. rich. You get that citra right off off the top just by mm. opening it. Yeah, I can smell a little bit of the alcohol as well. A little sweetness from the malt as well when you open it. But I'm getting a lot of tropical fruits as well from it from the aroma. Yeah, I'm it's just... beautiful. Oh yeah, on the pour especially the mm. the smell that comes out primarily is the, is those tropical fruits. Mm. Are those tropical fruits? Yeah, I'm getting a bit of... Passion fruit, maybe? Yeah, passion fruit. I'm getting a little bit of banana. Oh, yeah, that is there. Smell, yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, it, it reminds me a lot of uh, just the smell of mosaic hops. I was going to say that as well. Mm. I'm surprised, given the sort of um, tropically fruity with a bit of citrus, that, that, mm. that hey, there is no mosaic in it. Yeah, I was looking. It's a bit of a surprise because it smells exactly like mosaic hops. I mean, I had a beer just before we started recording. Uh, Bibliotech, um, single, what is it? Single hop mosaic. It smells exactly like that. Hmm. It just smells a bit sweeter, but I think you're getting that from the malt. It's very hazy. In fact, it looks like juice. It's completely opaque. I can't see anything through it. No, not at all. It's, um, it also, um, has, like, the head for me disappeared right away, as you can see. Um, hmm. Mine's uh, mine's it's still there. Yeah, That's yeah, quite foamy. Not much lacing on the glass, but yeah, nice. Probably about half a finger white head. Here it goes. Oh. Mm. oh wow! Immediate thoughts. Um. It's it's more bitter than I was expecting. Mm. Yeah. Like, even like mid sip, like the 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 initial taste isn't very bitter, and then it's like, oh yeah, I'm a bitter beer mid to finish. Yeah. It finishes kind of wet, but still a touch bitter. Yeah, I'm getting a, a lot of bitterness on the on the back end of the taste. Yeah. But as you say, like from the just like the fruity aroma, not expecting so much bitterness, but I really like my bitter beers, so. Oh, yeah, I'm not complaining. It, I, yeah. just, I was just surprised at how better <laughs> mm. it sort of came out, off again because of the yeah. nose was a touch bitter maybe, but, like, mm. really it was mostly those those sweet – the sweetness from the malts and, and like, and those um, – that fruity flavor. Mm. But, yeah, a little touch of alcohol. It can yeah. taste a little bit. Which, just as to be it's, honest, uh, it's going down after, after a bit, but, yeah. It's been a while since even with a 9%, we've had much of an alcoholy taste in our beers. Yeah, like with the uh, cloud water, can barely taste the alcohol in some of those. But mm-hmm. but yeah, you can tell this has got a bit of a punch to it. It's also um, a little roasted malt mm. in there somewhere, like the, the taste of, of slightly, slightly burnt. Yeah, I think that's like the bitterness at the back end. I, I yeah. taste it like... 
like what you'd expect if you drank a porter, but yeah, that bit of smokiness, that bit of uh, charcoal. Yeah, it, it's less. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's more charcoal than smoke. Mm. So it's sort of. Yeah, funny. I'm definitely getting that as well. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, it's nice. It's yeah, very I, I nice. quite like it. Yeah. Um, it's great for the the weather. Like, I mean, the sun's yeah. out. It's reflecting off the cars, but the sun's now gotten further along that it's not going coming into the window. Mm-hmm. So there's a slight cool in the air, but yeah. the ambient temperature's quite warm, and it's like, oh, this is a great beer. Yeah, it's not quite your session, so it's not that light. It's a <laughs> it's tiny a bit session. heavy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's it yeah for weather like this, it still gets the job done. It's 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 refreshing. Yeah, that's yeah, and that's that that tropicalness I think coming out, yeah. and the fact that it finishes a little wet. Mm, I think that yeah, really helps. It wasn't that dry, yeah, and it was quite wet finish. So yeah, yeah. Know what so you mean? Mm. I think um, even though it's nine percent, it just it, it's very satisfying and refreshing. Um, and I guess my worry is because it definitely is fitting my current mood at a nine percent. <laughs> I might just bang right through it and be like, probably. Sure, Ben will be back next week. <laughs> No, I don't slur my words when I'm drunk on this podcast. I just get louder. We all know this. Uh, what games has Lucy been playing? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But um, what I will say is, I mean, we could go into a little discussion about this. Um, I've been playing games that have come with my free trial of the Xbox Games Pass. Oh, so, now, here's a question, because I mm. haven't turned on the Xbox in, in a while. Mm. Um, is it... I know everyone with gold gets, like, 14 days? Yeah, 14 days. Do we yeah. choose when we get those 14 days, or am I already losing uh, days? I assume you choose whenever. Okay. Um, I mean, presumably yeah, they'll kick Yeah, it yeah. Um, yeah, it, it has to be, because I think it launches officially on the first... Is it first of June? Is that a Thursday? Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it, I think it was the first of June. It officially launches, so that's not fourteen days from now. So I imagine whenever you boot up your Xbox, if you haven't used your free trial, right, you can just get into it and just start from there. Yeah, but so, yeah, so kind of like um, Xbox Live Gold is when you yeah, buy exactly. an Xbox, you get like uh, two weeks free, and then they're like, yeah, now everything sucks. <laughs> yeah. Pay us more money. Yeah. Um, so what kind of what games have been on? Um, I haven't actually looked at lists or anything. Mm. It's basically like EA Access or right. Essentially, you're subscribing yeah. to a library. Yeah, except um, well, yeah, it's pretty much like that because I was going to say uh, you're not streaming it, but you're not streaming it either with EA Access. You're actually downloading it. Yeah. Um, so once you um, activate your trial or your uh, subscription, um, it's basically a different part of the store it's like xbox game pass different part and um there's just a list of games there and as soon as you go into it it's like install you own it just like in ea access or a game of gold yeah precisely and um there's there's a decent selection right out the gate i think i think people have um criticized it but i think um a lot of people who've criticized it are people who are very integrated into xbox already Right. So it's like they already have these games, a lot of them being free with games with gold already, so it's understandable that you're going to own a lot of them. Like, many Xbox players own Halo 5, which is the tentpole uh, title um, in this Xbox Games Pass, but 
I think what what this Games Pass is uh, trying to do is just trying to get people who aren't who don't have gold subscriptions because you don't need oh, a you gold don't need gold. No, you don't need a gold subscription to enjoy the Games Pass. So, but does that I mean th- you? But uh, are there like surely Halo Five is one of those games you have to have Xbox Live to yeah. get the a multiplayer. Yeah. So does yeah, this mean the, that uh, you can get access to the just the campaign but can't play multiplayer? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I think that's oh, the caveat. That's awful. You know? But it's like I think this is like just an introduction. If you if you're not a big gamer and you have no need to get Xbox Live and you see this, you, you like play two, three couple couple games a year and you play smaller games now and then. Yeah. You just see, oh, there's Halo on there, there's Saints Row, there's there's this, there's that. Oh, I might check that out. And then you just pay £8 a month. Um, I don't know what it is in the States. Probably like $10 or something like that. And, yeah, you just get a selection of games. And, you know, you renew your subscription every month. I think it's... I honestly think it's marketed towards people who don't have gold. And it's just an incentive to get them into your... Into the, uh, like, service, into the into infrastructure. The ecosystem. ecosystem, that's the word. So that they end up getting gold, they end up getting Xbox games, they end up becoming yeah. more of the gamers. Well, I, I just um, double-checked, and it is true mm. that um, you need gold for any multiplayer stuff with yeah. Game Pass. So, it's yeah, it does seem like a way of um, mm. giving a mid-tier service um, while also encouraging people to look at gold. Mm. But it does feel like, to me, like if I... I'd feel annoyed at them if I was a non-subscriber of any sort, then got gold, or mm. sorry, then got Game Pass, realized I couldn't actually play multiplayer, mm. and then it's like, oh, well, so now I have these games I want to play multiplayer with, but you'll take mm. them away if I go get the gold, which is a premium membership. I still need to pay you for access to these other ones. Yeah. Having so said it's, a bit, that, it's a bit weird, isn't it? But there's always free weekends of multiplayer on some of these games, and yeah, that, that isn't the be-all and end-all, but it's like maybe people who just play casually that don't want to play multiplayer. Well, there's true. all these sort of caveats. Well, I, I, but, I'm yeah. just taking a look at the um, the list, the full list uh, that Eurogamer put up. You've got Soul Calibur, Soul Calibur 2, and all the Gears of Wars, and maybe... Um, NBA and WWE, except for those. Oh, and Payday, which you. Why would you ever play Payday 2? Yeah. Not you can't. like with just the width. Well, you could you play it with AI, with, right? Yeah, but you you could, but they're so awful in that game. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. You like, can't play it like that. <laughs> yeah, so except for those games, most of them do seem like they're more. Oh, and Halo, as you said, um, are kind of first. Primarily first-person games like Devil mm. May Cry and 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 stuff, and even Gears of War games have full-on um, campaigns. But it does seem weird to have something like Payday Two uh, in your Game Pass list when you can't do fuck all, as you mm. <laughs> as you put yeah. it. Um, yeah, it's it, it's it's a strange one because I think this Games Pass could potentially be for any kind of consumer. Like, if I see, say, next month, um, I don't know, some game that I've wanted to play, Forza Horizon 3 yeah. comes into Games Pass, and it's £8 for the month, and Forza Horizon 3 costs still probably like £50. 
Yeah. And I just wanted to play that game. I could just get a month or something, play that. There's other games in it as well, but uh, that's the thing. I think it's like trying to please everyone. Yeah. Yeah, but there's... I don't think there's a specific target audience. I think it's more um, centered around people who don't have gold. Personally, that's what I believe. But um, right. but I think it caters to all kind of gamers. Um, even the hardcore like me. As I say, I've been playing a few games, a few indie games. I played Roundabout, which is basically Crazy Taxi, and um, Pumped BMX Plus, which is basically a Trials game. They're just little indie games. But it's like, yeah, just played those, played through those. Had an eye on them a few years ago, completely forgot about them. They're, you know, they're through my game trial. Tried them out, played them. Pretty pretty decent. Um, I see myself, maybe in the future, once uh, once the library's substantial, like Netflix, um, like things come in and go out, but once the library's substantial and there's a few things that I want to play, I, I, I definitely see myself spending the eight quid for the month right. to get that, even though I don't really buy that many games. But if I'm buying one game a month and it costs more than £8 and it's on Xbox Games Pass, right? it's like, might as well get Games Pass for the month with yeah. everything else is on there as well. You know, a few more tidbits. Yes, uh, we talked when this was first announced. We talked about how it's it's a bit worrisome because EA Access exists, mm. but it does seem like they've got quite the breadth of um, developers and publishers on their hands. Yeah, so it looks like it, it doesn't seem like we're going to have the like we have in the PC space where we have Origin and UPlay and mm. um, and Steam. It looks like they're trying to build their sort of Xbox version of Steam-ish type thing, you know, yeah. in the sense of this is the platform for games. Yeah, because call me a cynic, I thought this was going to launch with like Halo. <laughs> I thought it was going to launch with like Halo and maybe one other <laughs> Xbox game that's, you know, first party Xbox game that somebody knows, like Rise yeah. or something. The fact that they have quite a few titles just gives me hope for what they can do in the future so and I'd, yeah, I'd, sure. I'd love something like this for playstation hmm. but playstation now was just a just a, fire. a train wreck. yeah it was a train wreck and it's like the prices and i mean i probably wouldn't be able to cope with the streaming because my internet's not great but it, when they purchased is it kai kai yeah i think so yeah um i was like this sounds cool this is going to be good but it just never materialised. So for people who are like, Xbox isn't their main console or something like that, I think it's quite appealing. Yeah. Mm. I guess my only thing is, like, um, I, I don't use the Xbox as much uh, as yeah. I used to. So it's... But I can't... When I use the Xbox, it's almost always to play with people I know. Yeah. So this means that I... That means I'm going to still need gold, and it's like, yeah. well, I'm not going to sink more money in. Oh, wait, and EA Access is only on Xbox, is that right? I can't yeah. remember anymore. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not on PlayStation. Yeah, and I had that for a bit. Um, there was a cheap sale, and I think it was for like six months at a reduced price. Uh, sure didn't use that six months well. Um, <laughs> but uh, I thought that was a reasonable deal uh, if you played one of the sports games. Mm. I, I played a bunch of yeah. um, 
Battlefield Hardline on the Xbox because I could, and and it turns out uh, I kind of liked the multiplayer on there. Yeah, I see it as if you play one game for the year on EA Access, you've earned your money back. Because yeah. you're paying £20 for the year. One of those games is usually £60 at launch. If you're playing that, it, even further down when it's on sale, it's probably about 25 quid. I mean, that's how I value it. If you play one or two games a year. Yeah. You've got your money's worth, so. But, um, but yeah, just... Because the people you used to play with, I play less with now. It seems like, oh, yeah, another reason to just monthly put money on the system I'm, I'm turning on less and less often is is not really enticing, I guess. Yeah. You know, you know what the real issue is? All multiplayer games recently have just sucked. <laughs> that's the real issue. Yeah, that is true. Although you don't <laughs> like multiplayer games. I don't, but it's like, so for one to pull me in, it's got to be good. I played Rocket mm. League. I played quite a bit of Rocket League. Oh, that's yeah, that game, is but, true. But it's like, I have Rocket League on basically yeah. everything, I think. I have it, I have it on well, PC, we have it PlayStation, PlayStation, and uh, and Xbox. Yeah, Switch. Yeah, I was going to say, the Switch only thing I don't have it on the Switch. Yeah. Um, and I've played it a little bit on all of them, though, mostly in the Xbox, because the people who play it the most that I know play it on the Xbox. Yeah. Um, I play. I still play Battlefield One. Although Ben and I have been talking about how, getting a little Battlefield One fatigue, but again, that's on the PlayStation because Ben has a PlayStation. Yeah, but it's uh, lasted you a good what six nine months. Oh yeah, it's, yeah, so. it's definitely gotten its hours on. I didn't really get into Titanfall Two, but did buy it. Yeah, but, um, did yeah that, that's a real shame. Yeah, I might try that Titan again. Too. <laughs> or I think just reinstall that, Titanfall 1 and see yeah. if anyone plays that fucking game you know, because you know, that's still fun. I'd play that with you. I still play Black Ops, you know? Blops 1? Yeah. Classic. Black, yeah, still play that. So, yeah, you just need a group of people who are willing to go back. And it's, well, Titan, Titanfall's not that old. I mean, no, and, Call and of Duty, I, the servers are a bit of a mess, but... It's and that's why I... um. That's, I mean, that's why I still have the Xbox around us for stuff like that. Like, mm. I know that if someone sort of goes, like, I, th- I think it was probably like six months ago, we all decided to have like a week or two of just playing Hor- Forza Horizon 2. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> sure in, like, it's it. like, well, we'll play some Titanfall, then we'll play some Forza, then we'll play mm. some Rocket League. And then it's like, mm. oh, let's just keep playing Forza. It's like, what is going on? <laughs> I almost bought Horizon 3 based on how much fun we were having, and then luckily I didn't because no one ended up buying it except, I think, Ross. Yeah. But, um... I'd, I'd play that single player. Like, stuff with, like, the crew as well. I just want to play that single player just to, like, drive through, like, the American... Yeah. Like, landscape. Well, I mean, passing. but why would you want a fast car when you could just get American Truck Simulator 2? That is true. Unfortunately, that's not an Xbox game. So like oh man, Farming Simulator is fifteen. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. So I'm definitely um, gonna try that. I'm so intrigued by that series. So, yeah, I'm gonna try that. Uh, so one of oh, the best yeah. VR experiences I've ever yeah. had has been yeah. Euro Truck Simulator Two. Really? Oh uh, yeah, I've seen so many people talking about that in VR. It's so, so good strange. because it's just the, like the most mundane thing you can but, ever do. I like but, driving, but it's like I don't want to play. But the, the reason for the, when you pick up a Euro Truck Simulator or an American Truck Simulator game, the reason yeah. you're picking it up is just to kind of zone out on the highway and just enjoy the idea of driving. 
and yeah. and you're not and you're like you you just you know you don't want it speed you don't want to get in accidents you'll get ticketed your business will go wrong and it's yeah. about like getting this optimal route and if you're in that mind space the the VR first of all it, you're moving fairly slow like your reaction time doesn't have to be high or anything but the whole point of you doing this is to get a sort of lost in it's just like the train simulator yeah. games too like you're just going right and with VR. It, the, it it has enough immersion that you're like really can get lost in it versus um you know like a like a the what was it drive club the vr experience on the sony uh, yeah. uh, psvr is kind of garbage because of course you're actually trying to drive and do things dynamically and you will yeah. feel the limitations of it but when you're just sort of going on the highway and you can look to your left and use the side the wing mirror mm, as a wing true. mirror yeah you're like i see, oh, I yeah, see how it's relaxing yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, that's and how they made the, money on like the DLC, which is like shit. You can hang on your rearview mirror. <laughs> People pay money for that because you're, you're in your cab, and that's like all you do is sit in the cab for hours on it. And you're like, I want to look at this, this, these shiny dice. Fair enough. Fair oh enough. dear. Yeah. Speaking of VR, haven't you been playing Superhot? Uh, I have yet to try. So it just got released on the Vive. Two mm. days ago, last couple of days, um, and uh, I I now have a code for for that because I was one of the uh, backers, so I got mm. it. I was on the beta, uh, I you know early adopter, early access, whatever it was. So then I got a full code um, yeah. to the original Superhot, and then when they came out for Superhot VR on the Rift on the Rift store, they just gave me a code. Now it's nice. on Steam. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's on Steam and is Vive compatible, so they gave me another code. Sweet. That's yeah. what you want. Yeah. So like, can't say enough good things about that series, and but also yeah. about that company. Like they're like, no, you, we were like, they've definitely made a lot of money off of Superhot and, and presumably yeah, Superhot VR. They deserve it. It was just, it was a novel idea, and it's good that they've continued to yeah. support it and. But but they're definitely like you guys helped us out when money was tight and you supported us. So yeah. like, why would we? ever come back to you for money when we can just give you yeah. our thanks, right? That's, that's nice, yeah. So Actually, what I, I, I'm planning on doing an A-B with the Vive and the and the, and the the Rift to see what the differences are in the game. Because I mm. will say this, it was m- probably the best VR, Super Hot VR is the best VR experience I've ever had. Yeah, and that was on a the lot Rift. of people say that. Yeah, yeah I was on the I mean, Rift. I mean, it's not a high with, bar, I don't think, but, you know. <laughs> but it was a real game, for, right? Yeah. Like, it really felt like a real game. It really got you immersed. The dynamic worked so well with the mm. with the technology, and it made you feel like the Oculus Touch was was a solid thing. And and mm. um, I do prefer the feel of like holding the touch controllers versus the giant pads of the yeah. Vive. Yeah. So I am curious how that will will feel because you have the better accuracy, but the more cumbersome holding thing. Mm. So we'll see. Um, yeah, so I, and I'm hoping to drag Ben out here when he has a mo to, to to put him through the paces of both as well. Yeah, get him to play the same several levels in mm. a row. What, what year did that come out? Was it last year or 2015? I think January. Uh, yeah, because it came out on PC officially. Yeah, because I was just thinking all the really good first-person shooters that came out last year. I'm just thinking, how come Super Hot wasn't part of that, but must have come out the year before, didn't it? I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was um, it was 2015. But now you've got me yeah. questioning. It's because it's been in, like, 
It's been, it's been in my, you know, early access for like ages. Well, the demo, the demo was like around for ages. So that's why it feels like it came out. Oh no, you're, you're, you're I'm wrong. It was February 2016, so it was, was about it? a year ago. Yeah. Wow. Ah, I'm thinking that like, was a big I, year of gaming. It feels yeah. like ages and ages ago. I know because I was just thinking, how how did that get buried in my thought and like all the great first person shooters that came out last year? Because Doom's the best by far. But, um, have you played Doom? I haven't yet. Oh, it's I so haven't. Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely on my list. Uh, in fact, I might put it closer to the top. I still haven't finished Hitman though, so you just hate me in all kinds <laughs> of ways. <laughs> no, to be honest, like just just let that stretch out as long as you can because there might not be season two. So yeah, yeah. Heavy I really heart. hope that IO somehow manages to get the IP, which I that's, don't that's think the, they I'm would. Sure, I'm sure we'll have a bigger conversation about this, maybe part of a bigger topic, but yeah. um, I don't really care about the Hitman IP. It's like, I've loved Hitman since the first one. It's like, I've played all of them. I love Blood Money, like, one of my favourite games ever. And this one is probably, this you know, the one that came out last year is probably one of my favourite games ever as well. But I don't it's like the Hitman IP. It's like this geezer, he's a clone. He kills FIFA. It's like, wait, wait, he's a clone? Him. Spoiler alert. <laughs> he's, he's got a barcode on his on the back of his yeah, well, I mean, no, the, All it is is man in suit, monochrome suit with a red tie, yeah. barcode bald, good at killing. That's it. That's all that's they need. It's one you of the You could have played all of the games to death, <laughs> and that's still all you will end up saying about the yeah. goddamn game. It's like... There's no law behind it. It's just it's just utter nonsense. So it's like I don't care if they keep Hitman IP. The thing I wanted m- most of all was just that team staying together. And yeah, I know exactly. There's been a few layoffs, but um, which is a shame. But we'll see what happens going forward. They might end up with IO again if they're taken by a new publisher. Who knows? But it's like I just care about the team. I don't. The thing is that I have so much faith in that team and their their approach to game design. That even if they don't keep the code and come back with like a new game in five, six years, I don't care. That's all I care about. Yeah. And it would be good not to be shackled by the Hitman IP. Yeah. I'd love to see what they could do. Well, yeah. Just let off the leash. I'd love it. It's going to be a guy um, with a beard and a QR <laughs> code on the back of his head and a bow tie, <laughs> which is black with a red suit. Just take it to the 21st century, yeah. Who yeah. uses barcodes nowadays? It's like, oh. <laughs> QR codes, that's where it's at. Yeah, those things that no one fucking uses anyway. <laughs> I was looking on my phone, I have a QR reader, and it's like, I haven't used that, uh, the app, and it's like, I haven't used that probably for like three years. Yeah, but you have you keep it on there every time you're like, fuck, I need to get rid of some apps. You're like, well, yeah. I might bump into a QR code somewhere someday <laughs> in the wilderness, and that'll be my only way to save myself. <laughs> no, there's a QR code for Jean-Claude Van Damme's going to save me in the woods, because he's a hard target. <laughs> Actually, I think, is hard target Van Damme, or is it, I think it's, um, oh, what's his name? Um, oh, fuck. Ponytail. Seagal. Seagal, yeah. I yeah. think he's the hard target. I think I fucked up. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't. In so many ways, it doesn't matter. Um, so my, the game I've been playing is also going to conveniently lead us to the topic. But um, I know you're an RPG person, and I know that basically um, 
Breath of the Wild is your first Zelda game, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So a lot of people, myself included, think that the Super Nintendo version, uh, Link to the Past, is the best. It's the one that sort of set the Zelda pattern, which Breath of the Wild is now broken. Um, so, um, like, it's the one that set the pattern where you have you wander about, you you go into a dungeon, and somewhere in the dungeon you'll find a chest. It'll have the tool that's necessary to get access to the rest of the dungeon. So, like the hook shot or a bomb, your bombs or a boomerang or or the ability to lift heavier objects. Um, and th- that will also be the crucial way to kill the boss of that dungeon. Right. So each dungeon sort of this compact experience. Um, and uh, and you, there's usually a, a reasonable pattern to, to go through them. Mm. And that's very much a link to the past. Uh, yeah. Sort of definitely cemented that because Zelda 1 and 2 on the NES were less... There was less stuff. The original Zelda was more just... Just more of a, a scrolling RPG, you know. You just wander around shooting things. If you had full health, your your master sword, your sword was the master sword essentially, and shot beams. And as soon as you got yeah. hit once, you had to actually go near a thing, and it sucked. And then Zelda Two is not a game that anyone wants to talk about. Um, uh, I, I saw that. It's more of a side scrolling. It's a two. It's, yeah. it's really it, kind of. weird. It's, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> So, anyways, Link to the Past is like the quintessential Zelda game, yeah. and uh, these these crazy people who coming from the speedrunning community right. um, have um, created a Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past randomizer, which conveniently is what you need to Google to find this out. And yeah. it basically what it does is it randomizes what is in the treasure chests across the map. Mm. Um, but it does it with the enough logic that, for instance, you won't be you. The ability to lift the medium rocks won't be blocked behind a chest that can only be accessed through yeah, medium or, or higher yeah. rocks. Right? But so other it's not than impossible that, to complete. Yeah, so they've made sure that every time it's possible, um, and it's only the same set of um, chests that are randomized through because they're the chests in the game that have the items. So yeah. um, it's learnable uh, a little, but it's it's uh, was recommended to me by my old roommate, Aaron, um, and it's really cool because it's a way yeah. of playing a game that you remember from your past if you played it in a, in a way that you can't just nostalgia mine your memories. Yeah. So you have the feeling of playing that game you remember but have – no idea how to play it and in what order mm. is best and so you have that too, feeling yeah. of yeah that for, so so i'm only part way through my first playthrough of it um but it it feels new in a in a way but also old in a very very cool uh way um some things are interesting like um because it's built around speedrunners mm. so like my roommates played it five times in the past month yeah, <laughs> uh, and he he's gone down to about an hour and a half is his best time. Oh, wow. um, okay. and one of the reasons that um, so it turns out text on the Japanese version of the ROM goes quicker. So oh, all so text is in Japanese in this yeah. game because it's about doing it fast. Yeah. So it's not about talking about it. It's not about playing the game as if like it's not about a new experience for a new person because you're not really going to read any of the the plot. It's about 
racing through. So like, and he he told me like, first you have to learn where all the things are. Mm-hmm. Um, but then certain uh, certain dungeons happen. It happens to be the case that if you have gotten like the hook shot, for example, you can skip large parts of dungeons that you wouldn't be able to in the normal version of the game because the hook shot's just later. Um, and so if you get a randomized version where you get the hook shot early oh, and, and again, like the ability to lift the right objects early, you're, you'll just scream through the game. Uh, but if you don't have one of those items, it sort of is true. integral to get through the later dungeons. You have to just explore the map and you can't really skip anything and you, mm. there's no easy way around things. But sometimes you just – the luck of the draw gives you this really great um, run through. And I'm like, oh, this is – it's super interesting. Is there a competitive like scene around this? Because if it's all randomized and just sort of chance, I don't know how competitive it is. People definitely, from what I understand, people um, post their times and stuff. Yeah. Um, and there's definitely a community around uh, Link to the Past randomizer. I don't know how big it is, and I don't know how. Um, how much of a like how involved people are with other people's yeah, run throughs, or if it's yeah, more yeah. of like a oh, I did it this way, cool. My latest time is this, or if it's like a I will watch a let's play of someone just racing through. Like I don't know to what degree the community is um, grown up around that, and I don't really care. Um, they have yeah. a fact which sort of um, gives you ideas on like the, the hard, like when the randomizer sort of fucked you over. So like you need the hook shot <laughs> to enter the misery mine. Yeah. Well, why not just use the Pegasus boots to charge into the block, jumping the gap with the recoil. Like they've, so they figured out places where you can basically glitch or hack essentially misuse, uh, use items in ways that didn't seem like the program way to get through to get through, and when they've learned these things, they've then adapted the algorithm to, so that, oh, yeah, yeah, it turns out you can get to the Misery Mire without the hookshot as long as you have the Pegasus boots. And I yeah. find that sort of really interesting. Yeah, it is. The amount of variables that there are on yeah. a game that's like, how how old at this point? It's, like, it's just incredible, isn't it? It's like, you just think, is there anything going to be like, like this? Is there going to be an analog to this in 20 years' time? Like in the games that we're playing now, it's like GTA Five randomizer. Like that, <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. But I think part of that mm. is because we've gotten a lot of more recent games have no linearity to randomize our way. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Yeah, because um, you couldn't randomize the the newest Zelda that came out, for example. So, so yeah, I think <laughs> it's it's one of those things that will be lost to time. But yeah, it's, uh, that's really interesting. Like every time you play, yeah, you'll be playing in a different fashion. So like I, I, I'm sort of I want to give it. I think I'm going to try and get through it five times, um, and if, if even if I'm kind of sick of it, just to give it a real go through to see what what the breadth of, of possibilities are. Um, but I'm I'm really enjoying it, and uh, it's uh, ironically I'm not playing Breath of the Wild because I'm playing <laughs> random a link to the past. How uh, are you getting on with Breath of the Wild? I haven't really spoken to you much about it. Um, I, I hit a wall of sorts, mostly because I just haven't really been playing a lot of games uh, last couple weeks. Because um, I don't have marking to do, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, and, and it's... Um, 
To be honest, part of it was just I hit an area where, like, I, I have a horse. You know, I have mm. a several horses in the stables. Uh, I'm not much further than the stables, so I kind of just stopped for a while and came back, and I was like... You're really early in it, in the game, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. and um, I think it's mostly uh, knowing that, like, I got really far in the first few days I played and then took a break and haven't really tried to get back into it because I kind of don't want to get lost in the game. Uh, yeah, I think it's just... Uh, part of it is the fact that the stupid fucking Switch cradle keeps... So I don't have a receiver or anything. Yeah. I have a HDMI Switch um, little mini box that switches between three sources. But it's hmm. magic, so it's auto-sensing. So yeah, I've if got I, one of those, yeah. If I've if I've got the Xbox on and I turn on the PlayStation, it's like oh something news come yeah, on, you pro- and it auto flips to that. It turns out the fucking Switch constantly says, "Hey, hey, I'm here, hey, I'm here." So I'm playing even Battlefield. When you're not. It's even when it's off. Seriously. If it's in the cradle, it yeah, just that, starts oh sending. Oh my god, sending. Yeah. So I, okay. I didn't <laughs> know what was going on one night when I was playing Battlefield. It's like a fucking HDMI keeps waking out. I don't understand. <laughs> Everyone's dying in World War One, and then suddenly it's just flowers and rainbows in Zelda. <laughs> but it doesn't. It doesn't even turn. Like it doesn't. It's not that the switch is on. Mm. So I'm not. It was giving me a blue screen of no HDMI data That's constantly. Strange. So I thought my PlayStation was screwing up till I noticed that the little light on the HDMI switch was switching. Yeah, there's got to be a patch for that. There's got to be a second. Yeah. but it was just yeah. well, my solution is just to unplug it from the fucking cradle and leave it right there next to I've, the TV. I've <laughs> never not used plugged my it in once. I've yeah. never used apart from to update it on the initial install. I've never used it. It's just it's just there. I have actually taken the plug out just to use that as a charger. So um, yeah, well, that yeah, was my biggest complaint. Was like. I don't want to have to plug it in to charge it if it, if it interferes with my ecosystem. Yeah, just just take it out of the dock. I've just yeah. taken the uh, the plug. That's out what of I the did. Dock. But That's then, but I because did. it's been out of the dock, I just haven't touched the damn fucking yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean, the switch for me is completely a handheld device. I mean. I just think whoever's playing it on their TV, it's like, that's a bit weird. <laughs> or PlayStation, it's like, that's a bit well, weird. I think, I think <laughs> the dock for you is how I'm treating body armor for Link in, in, in Breath of the Wild. Which I mean, also, I think, funny. is part of it. It was like a few times I died really quickly, and it's like, it well, I am mate, 25% of... The body armor doesn't make a difference. It doesn't. A quarter of your armor value, but yeah, I'm, I'm only at the pl- point in the game where average armor is like three points. Yeah, but like even even when you're going to some low level bokoblin, yeah, with a stick, he still kills you in one shot. Yeah, I'm not going to dredge up my complaints of that game because I I too haven't gone back to it the last time we spoke. I'm I'm basically at the last big shrine. Right. And probably not that far from facing Ganon, but I just don't want to do it. I just want to wait for the DLC, maybe mm. buy that one on sale in six years, because Nintendo <laughs> put anything on sale, and just explore the world and do the shrines, because I don't, yeah. I don't want to complete it. This is, it. I've got such a completist attitude, because I'm one of those games who's like, I have to complete it, I have to complete it. I know, I've seen your gamer score. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's like Zelda, I don't, I don't care. I don't care if I never finish that game, because it's 
I think it's annoyed me so much because it could have been so much greater. So yeah, you, you can see all the bits and pieces, and it's just that yeah. last layer of finish which doesn't quite have it. Yeah. It's, it just didn't get there for me, and it's like... Wait, are you saying it's not a number one game of all time? You mean it's not the second 100? coming of Christ? Oh, no. no it's, a sec- <laughs> it's literally the second coming of Link, is what it is. <laughs> but it's not, and it's it's a shame. But I really enjoyed it in my first Zelda game. Really enjoyed it. I want to go back to Link to the Past. I think you should fucking play Link to the Past. I really want to. Non-random, and then play it random. <laughs> I won't go into that sort of detail, but yeah. I do want to play Link to the Past, but as a first Zelda game, it was incredible. It must. So the other thing is, there's not much. The other, I kind of forget I have a Switch, which I knew was going to happen. <laughs> just because there's nothing out, right? Like but there's 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 drip drips and drabs because yeah. Last week I bought Thumper. What's that? Is it last week? Oh. You've never heard of Thumper? It's a. Real it's the name game. of um, Bambi's bunny friend. It is. I love Bambi. One of my favorite Disney films. But anyway. Um, it's, it's, a, it's because magic. you're a horrible person and, and his mom dies like right off the bat and you're like, damn straight. And I love Lion King, but it must just be... Well, Lion issues. King is um, Hamlet, though. It is, yes, which is rather interesting. Except but the ending we'll is different. The, uh, the Wait, no, <laughs> it's not Hamlet, is it? Yeah, it's, Ham- it, yeah, it's yeah. Hamlet, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Hamlet runs off for a while? I don't yeah. know. I've never read Hamlet. I just oh. <laughs> you just you just know that people it's say one of those Shakespeare ones. Yeah, it's Hamlet, and that's one. Yeah, it's Hamlet. There's another one, another another Shakespeare play, but yeah, um, but yeah, I think that's Hamlet. But uh, but yeah, yeah, it's to- it's totally Hamlet. I, I just I don't know. It's because I know Hamlet. I've actually read it a couple times, and it oh, doesn't. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and 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 um. Hamlet doesn't make it in the original, in the Shakespeare. And so I was like, what? Yeah, it but can't be Hamlet. Disney, you know? After they yeah, yeah, that, but that's why I was second-guessing myself. Like, they can't really kill Simba, can they? But anyway, <laughs> Thumper is a river matching game that's just recently come to Switch. It was, I'm surprised you never heard of it because it's a PlayStation game. It came out on PlayStation. It's got VR um, functionality. They call it a rhythm violence game, but it's basically a... A rhythm violence game? Yeah, because it's, like, really intense, like... Oh, is it, like, metal? I don't think it's metal music. I think it's quite an eclectic uh, sort of range of music. I think think there's a bit of electronic music and stuff in there, but it's, like, it's, like, in your face, and you have to get the times right. um, I've fucking played this game, I think. You have. Because I'm looking at the Steam page and it looks really familiar. <laughs> I'll show you. Yeah, yeah, and you have the, you're like a little beard little beetle, beetle thing because you yeah, have. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that came uh, out. I have. Because I wanted that on PlayStation, but I found out it's coming to the Switch and then I was like, I'll get it on oh, Switch. Oh, yeah, this, it would make sense on the Switch. It's a great little handheld game. Yeah, because I don't have VR, so it's like. Even, I don't think... It, it, so they did the same thing with Race the Sun, which was free on PS Plus okay, months and months ago. It now has a VR mode, and it's like, there's no possible world where I would want to play that game in VR. I come. I want to play that game on the Vita, not on the TV. Mm. And, like, because you're a spaceship, and, and yeah, sure, you're swooping and stuff, but you're, like, in third-person, not-quite-isometric view over top of a spaceship. Yeah. 
um, and you're just you're literally racing against time and and obstacles and like I don't know what VR is supposed to give to that except oh yeah. it was probably coded in Unity so I can just plug the plug yeah. in. <laughs> I've just heard that Thump is like a really intense game and you get that from just like everything that you've seen of it but that in VR would probably just be like yeah well the, so Race of Sun is a lot more mellow yeah. even when you're like like when it's more nerve wracking, the whole setting. I, I, but it, again, it's not like it's not like Euro Truck Simulator, where <laughs> like the mellowness is is more like like where you want that immersion. It's more just like I don't know why I would want to really like I'm going to be staring at the ship and I'm not really going to be moving my head that much and I definitely don't want to steer the ship with my head. So all I'm, what am I going to do? Just basically be staring ahead and watching the ship with my eyes. Yeah, I think so how much of this fucking game is VR am I going to really do anything about? I think it's the whole point of immersion. And the problem I have with VR is when does it... For most games, like Thumper was a game before it came to VR. Same for like Resident Evil and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm just thinking, when does Evil. immersion stop being the main hook? That's my thing, because it's like, why would I want to play a game which, if it, like, Farpoint that came out recently, like, if that came out and that was a Call of Duty game, it would get slammed. But because it's VR, it's it's incredible. But it's like, when does immersion stop being the main point? When does it become a good game? And the um, immersion just enhances PSVR it. VR 3, was my guess. Yeah, that's what I think. And it so, would be interesting uh, to see. I'm, up until Super Hot VR... My favorite VR things have been experiences. Yeah, that's even so if it's a game, I'm valuing like just feeling what it's like. And, I, and I, I'm a I'm a gadget techno nerd, and I recognize I've spent too much money when when I had <laughs> slim access to a little bit of a disposable income instead of saving it like a good little boy and just blew it on VR yeah. crap. Yeah, um, and, and I'm reaping the benefits now. Um, but, uh, yeah, and, and I fully recognize that, like, these aren't the systems that are really going to give you that. But that's, I think, why Superhot, excuse me, Superhot VR was so good was because I wasn't expecting a whole lot. But I was expecting a little because I really loved Superhot. And I thought, oh, I could see how this would work. And then it blew away my expectations. Yeah. One of the things about Superhot that, um, I mean, time does move very slowly regardless but one of the things, like, if I was trying, if I didn't want to run balls out, but I needed the timing of something, I would just shake the mouse because mm. moving your head was like moving time, just moving a little bit. So time was just going at a slower pace. Mm. So I would sort of keep my mouse vaguely in the area where I wanted to shoot, jiggle it until time progressed to where I wanted to, and then fire. But with the VR, you can't do that kind of hacks because you were literally looking around and that's moving yeah. time. And if you stop, you have to use your peripheral vision. And, and so that that extra bit means a whole lot more. And suddenly it was like, I actually have to stay still, mm. including my head. So my gaze can only re- – I can't really tr- track my gaze without moving the world forward. And I'm not sure what the world is at. So I kind of have to do that very cautiously on some of the later levels. Oh, wow, this really feels fluid. Yeah. Um, and and, a, and it was like it was that jump of improvement, but that's also because the mechanic of the game were is just perfect for the idea yeah, it's, of it's built moving. from the ground up for VR. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and and th- and then like I said, I wasn't expecting a real game in VR, so to speak. Mm. 
Um, so uh, it, I was surprised. And then Serious Sam, they've done HD remakes, etc. They, they haven't really done new games so much as reported yeah. their new games on new technology. Yeah. They've released a VR experience um, as well, and I've heard good things about that because, again, they, they basically had the time to take the first encounter of Serious Sam and say, how do we do this in VR? Yeah. Uh, but ironically, these are two IPs which exist which were but weren't ported to VR. They were built from the ground up. Yeah. For VR. So it's odd that the like two best examples I have of how to do this right is to build it from the ground up are technically ports of a sort. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm interested to see where it goes in a few years, but I'm more interested in like as you say experiences, things outside of game and like imagine I, so, if I could go to like, you know, Put on a headset. I'm in the Millennium Stadium in Cardiff for the Champions League final next week. It's like yeah. that's the sort well, of stuff they, I'm interested in. They don't have the live versions yet, but they do have like famous sites. Like apparently the Grand Canyon uh, yeah, experience is awesome. really good. Um, so I, I need. I actually I'm, uh, now that I've got everything set up here, I'd like to actually look at more of those things and and, and maybe talk on the site more about what's going on mm. in VR, just because. I actually think that gaming is not the most exciting place for It's not. Like that. I, don't, I really don't think it is. I think we're just so hardwired to game in a certain way, and that's with looking and at game, a TV. Well, and and if it's new technology, then ga- it's a game gimmick. It is like Kinect and Move and <laughs> <laughs> Wii U or Wii or whatever it is. I almost like. spat this great-tasting <laughs> beer all over my laptop. Um... Voice. Sorry, Came between saying connect and then PlayStation Move, <laughs> like, whew. The best thing about the PlayStation Move, which is something I've recently redone, is the nav controller, which oh. is... So PlayStation Move used to be you had your, your ridiculous um, light-up dildo. Yeah. And then you had the nav controller. Right. Uh, and the, the, the idea, it was very much like the Wii nunchuck. Okay, yeah. Um, so it, it had two triggers... It was basically half of a DS3. Two triggers, an analog stick, um, a D-pad, and uh, four, a couple other extra buttons, and then a PlayStation button. Mm. And the idea was that, that everything that you could theoretically do with a Wiimote and a nunchuck, you could do untethered over Bluetooth with the move and the, <laughs> the nav. Um, and that was their solution, but of course that thing failed abysmally. But it turns out... In mm. VR, my favorite way to play a first-person shooter, which I've actually done not in VR now, but that's the way I I, I played Fear using a software called right. Warp X. Yeah. Um, Fear 1 in VR, fuck, that's great. Because right, when that yeah. little girl appears, even in that first level, and like in your peripheral, you like dodge your head, and, and, mm. and you literally do that, and you're like, bah, she scared me. And, like, the weird flashbacks you get in that game works – like, that's where the immersion is. Mm-hmm. But it, you can – using, place, like, DS3 drivers for Windows, right. you get the nav controller working. And then I have the one hand on the mouse. So the fluid look and precision of the mouse and, the, and yeah. then the nav controller, the analog joystick was my WASD. Okay. So you have fluid walking. Plus yeah. I've got basically eight buttons for, like, grenades, switch weapon, etc., so um, I could easily switch weapons, uh, do everything else, have my mouse, can fluidly walk and fluidly aim. 
it's great. It's it's and very few games need more buttons than like yeah. a gaming mouse and an AV controller have. And I recently started playing. I I, I u- used my mock-up setup and just I think it was Payday Two. I just tried it out. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I can actually play without VR. And it's now that I've played enough first-person games on on a controller, I'm actually miss. I hate the guazed keyboarding. Yeah, I need the mouse. Yeah. Like I like the fact that I can slow down a little with the analog mm. versus like hold A, let go of A, stop, start, like stop immediately. You get that 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 fluidity and yeah, yeah. And it's like oh yeah. shit. Turns out my favorite thing is half a controller and a mouse. <laughs> I'm an insane person. <laughs> well, at least we get in a second life, you know. Like the move controls, it's like we all thought those were dead in the water, but I have a thing is you can't yeah. find nav controllers for the life of you because they don't make them anymore because that- they can't. This is the first no time I've heard of them, to be honest. So. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I actually got, because I bought Eye of Judgment, the game the PlayStation I came with, which is still one of the best card games I've ever played. <laughs> Very nonsense game. Uh, and then because I had that, I was like, oh, maybe they'll come out with a PSI game one day that I might like. Mm. So I bought a Move and an Av controller I think used from an EB Games, and then they just never got used ever okay. until I found out uh, some tutorial on the internet was like, oh, you should really try the nav controller if you're doing VR because like it was playing a first person shooter was really fun on VR, but if you don't imi- if you move your hand at all on the keyboard, you're like, well, don't know where I am. Yeah. I'm like, where's that stupid Sorry, nub on my fucking keyboard? Okay, mm-hmm. that's the F. Like, I, I touch type, but like if I'm in a game and I oh, lose yeah. my setting, I, I'm like, oh no, I'm gonna die. Yeah, I touch type, but it's like, yeah, if you if you take your hands off the keyboard for a second, you disorientate. You don't know what you're doing. Well, so. also, like if I'm touch typing and I lose my, I lose my mapping or whatever you want to call, them, I glance down. Right? You just glance down, put your yeah. hand back on. Yeah. Glance down and you're you seeing the floor in a virtual <laughs> goddamn world. There's no keyboard. And then you have this weird dissonance of, I'm touching a thing. I'm touching a keyboard. I don't know where on the keyboard I am. I'm looking down. Not only is there no keyboard, but I don't have any hands. Yeah, but VR would just destroy my brain. <laughs> right? I, believe, I believe what I just described is the epitome of a first world problem. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any hands yeah. in VR. <laughs> yeah. I can't play my game in my 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 video game in my chosen manner because I have too much fucking technology attached to it, such that my I I can look down and be in a different world than my hands. Um, and that disorientates me. Um, so I I was gonna mention uh, the news item. Uh, the topic we were talking about was was mo- mostly about nostalgic gaming. Yeah. Um, and I was curious, uh, given that you've said you've wanted to um, play A Link to the Past, there's been rumors that a SNES Classic might come out. I assume that game will be on there. Is, are you interested in that at all? Um, I, pr- I prefer to play it on my Switch, to be honest, with like Virtual Console. I don't know if A Link to the Past is on 3DS XL. I don't think it is, you know. Um, because it's only the new 3DS XL that plays SNES games, which I have. Oh, really? But I don't. But yeah, but it's like I want to play Super Metroid again, but right. I'm not going to buy it on there because I'm sick of buying games that Nintendo I, I, refuses I, I, so to port over to another system. 
Yeah, I mean, this is a re- uh, reason I didn't look into the NAS Classic myself was because I was like, well, I only I bought these games when I had a Wii. The games I want to play yeah. on the NAS Classic are the games I own on the Wii, and I know for a fact that the, that money is just. If I could find the email that confirmed my purchase of those games, that <laughs> would just be. A link to the past because it would go nowhere, and I'm not gonna fucking buy these yeah. games again. Yeah, I hate Sony for that. The thing is, is that I never had a Wii, and I only bought a few titles on the Wii U, so I'm okay. I'm not too burned about it. That's why I got an NES Classic, just because I had an NES. I don't have it anymore. Right. It's my uncle's, and it's like I, I love that console. That was my first console. I just went to yeah. So it's just like I wasn't too burned. By that, I knew this was just something like, yeah, you can hack it, etc., etc. But this is just one little standalone thing for me to keep, and that's it. But, um, but yeah, yeah, you've been burned by Sony, did you say as well? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, fuck <laughs> Sony. I can't. I have all these PSN games, so I really, I, I was very happy with my PS3. Yeah. Um, and I had a PSP, and then I got a Vita, mm-hmm. and all three of those fucking devices. All my PS1 games, I can play on them. Yeah. Uh, can I play any game that's compatible with any of those things on the on the PS4? No, I can't. <sighs> can I buy a new version of some of them? Yeah. Can I buy a new version of, of all of them? No. So, like, I on my Vita, my Vita has a memory card that has basically every Final Fantasy game. <laughs> um, but I've ended up buying them on Steam because I know that... At the worst case scenario, someone will come up with a basic a DOS box for the Windows XP era, yeah. and I'll be able to play the games that I rightfully own with a patch years from now. I mean, um, the, and the, and the, I, I I literally just waited for them to come on sale on Steam, even though I owned them and had a system that could play them beside it, because I was just like, no, I just want to. I care about this series. I just want to have access to it whenever. Yeah. I'm going to double buy it just for the sake of having it because I know this sale is on. Yeah, I mean, it goes into a larger problem of, like, game preservation and stuff like that, but it's a reason why I love Xbox and what they do. It's why, it, I mean, people, you know, some people are like, oh, you're an Xbox fangirl. It's like, I'm not. I, I, I'm, I don't. I would describe you as a fangirl of a handful of things, but not an Xbox one. Yeah, because it's like, I like Xbox for what... Because they're forward thinking, it's like, I mean, Xbox 360 backwards compa- compatibility just says that. It's like well, if I and had the way, all- and the way they did it, right? The yeah. way they did it was they didn't talk to tell anyone they were doing it until they literally had uh, basically a, a pixel for pixel, bit for bit mm. emulator of the entire platform. So the only thing that could go wrong is a publisher saying, I'm "Not going to do that." Yeah, but it's like they're they're taking that into their own hands, and it's like, it, I mean, they've always been forward thinking, like you know, in terms of Xbox Live and all this and all that back in you know early Xbox days. Um, but it, I just like what they they always think f- towards the future. I mean, PlayStation. I mean, I, I, I've owned every single PlayStation console there's ever been. They're probably my favorite, you know, publisher. But it's like. Huh. When you have, when I, I have PlayStation One games, okay, I can play them on the PlayStation Two that I still got hooked up. But it's like, in terms of PlayStation Three and cross buy and 
cross save and all oh, this and all that. It's like they should have done a better job. It's well, like uh, Xbox. I can play anything that I bought in Xbox 360 era. Probably in one or two years when they literally have the whole catalogue there, and uh, unless it's been remastered and publishers said no, you can't do this. Yeah. I can play literally every game from the last generation, and it's like I can't do that with PlayStation. They're going to sell me Loco Roco remastered. That's not true, because you could subscribe to PlayStation Now and stream (laughs) 17 of the least popular games that you've ever heard of on that platform and five of the top ones you have. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I find it really, really annoying what they've done. Having said that, the saving grace to my PlayStation ecosystem is that... um, the PlayStation 3 that I, I brought back from Canada this time around at Easter yeah. is a first-run 80 gig. Okay. So it has the emo- the emotion chip built in. Yeah, There's no so software. It's, 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 yeah, it's got the PlayStation 2 chip in it. So almost every game will work in my PlayStation 3 yeah. from the PlayStation 2 era. All games will work from PlayStation 1 era and PlayStation 3s because that just was – Really easy for them to do. Yeah. Um, it sounds like a jet engine. <laughs> like my PS4 does now, yeah? <laughs> um, but the way I've got it rigged, because 80 gigs gets you fucking all, yeah. and all left town, um, is I've got... I, I found an enclosure. I inherited um, fr- uh, a hard drive enclosure that um, was SATA, but yeah. eSATA out only. So I'm nice. only using it to power the hard drive. And okay. I've got, so I've got the cover off the enclosure off, <laughs> it, the power <laughs> plugged into the enclosure, and then a SATA cable yeah. plugged directly into the drive, looping up and into the PlayStation 3. But <laughs> it's two terabytes, so every fucking thing I've ever owned yeah. from PlayStation 3 and below Just is on, on my PlayStation 3, which wow. means... I just plug in my PSP or my Vita and say, I want that game on here. And then it takes 48 hours to copy because it's USB 1 or whatever. I mean, it's 2, but still. It does take a while to copy, but like, I... Does it take that long? Like, even the games are like 2, two megabytes. No, it's not that bad. Yeah. Um, but, but like, I, I, I... It does take a long time to download shit, though. Yeah. Um, PSN's even worse on the PlayStation 3 now than it ever was. But I don't like, want to go I have the space. <laughs> but but now, as long as the PlayStation Three motherboard doesn't kill itself, mm. everything I own on the PSN that's not PlayStation Four, even if that goes down, I've got the copies of it on there because I'm a collectionist and an archivist and a nerd. And I'm like, look what I can do with the random parts I happen to own. I can make a PlayStation 3 the most awkward thing you would will own, <laughs> and you'll almost never turn it on. That's pretty good. I mean, <laughs> I'd love that to have all... I mean, I've been a bit harsh. Um, they have taken steps, like, like with, you know, Nintendo and Virtual Console and PlayStation with cross-save, cross-buy, and stuff like that. But no one has done it, has been so committed to it than Microsoft. It's well, like they, the, they just they just done it. There's like 350 games on backwards compatibility. It's like garbage games that you'd never even play as well. They're just fully committed to it, and I, I've, I've got to give props. Well, to and it. again, the, in, so much like Sony um, with the PlayStation 3 put the fucking chip in so everything would work. Mm. And then within six months, they said, 
our software emulation is pretty good. It'll work on like 80% of your games. And it turns out the 20% it doesn't work on are all the good ones that had like <laughs> proper coding behind them and weren't like SDK yeah. plus asset plus asset plus narrative equals game. Um, and and they were like – and then the, so there was like first first run play, PS3s. We have the emotion chip in. So mm. PS2 games will work except for really random optimizations could ruin the odd game. Second run, within less than six months, we've taken the chip out, we've put just some code in. Third run, less than a year out, we've mm. taken the code out yeah. because we can, and now we'll just resell it to you next year. And Nintendo, when the Wii came out, really felt like the Virtual Console was a way of like having all your games on one system. But it, it doesn't seem like they have any plans for... The virtual console of older systems having any impact on ownership yeah. on the new ones, and exactly, that makes me yeah. even more frustrated. Yeah, because the whole it's point of, of a virtual console is it's virtual. Yeah. So for for fuck's sake, I should be able to if I've bought this game on the goddamn cartridge, plastic and metal cartridge, and then I rebought it in bits and bytes mm. because you sold me on the virtual console. Then it should just work on your next version of yeah, Virtual Console. That's the worst oh, I'm part. sorry. That is a worst that, part. That yeah. purchase has a Virtual Console one. Your <laughs> machine is only compatible with Virtual Console two. Purchases. Pay two dollars to upgrade. It's like, come on, Nintendo. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, think, I mean, this it's a new age problem, isn't it? Because ten years ago, we were never even talking about video game preservation but now well, we are. Well, I, I had some friends who owned a neo geo and still mm. had it plugged into a tv somewhere in their house because they knew they might want to play it one day yeah um but, but yeah like, i mean should be having you know what's weird actually talking about neo geo like every week there's a new neo geo game on switch and it just just creeps me out it's like where's oh really console? yeah Every oh i don't even look at i haven't looked neo at the switch geo. store um <laughs> at all because i know my next purchase will probably be Mario Kart, except people yeah. don't come to my house. That's the only reason I don't own it is because mm. forty pounds is a lot to pay. You know what? <laughs> Mario Kart on the Switch is literally the the fucking evil thing we've been talking around because mm. it's like Virtual Console la- minus one. It is, it's like. Yeah. Why don't you buy last year's version with all the <laughs> DLC, but you can't have any choice to buy any other version? Yeah, that sucks. You just—I never bought it in the first place. But like, yeah, that sucks, man. And, and well, like, if it ever went on sale, I would care less. But I'm like, that is one of the few games I was like, oh yeah, I'll probably pick that up. And then every time I, I'm like, eh, I kind of wouldn't mind playing Mario Kart. I'm like, I'm not paying forty quid. I get that it's not a big deal that it was on the Wii U because I never owned a Wii U. But at the same time, and there's new modes that were Switch only, but if something in me is just irked well, by its existence. Yeah. And I think mostly it's the fact that it's 40 quid and I can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the main reason why. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I have no qualms when anything gets remastered. I'm like, whatever, fine. Yeah, like yeah. Crash being remastered. I think that's out later next month. That's brilliant because there's so many people who never experienced those games. And I've never Crash played a Crash 2. game. Oh, Crash 2 is my absolute favourite. It's the only game that I can speedrun, sort of speedrun. Mario Kart, uh, Mario. Super Mario Bros. 1 is my best speedrunning game. Well, it's not In grade place. 12, <laughs> we had... Sorry, in the 12th grade, we had a... Um, someone had put a... 
television in the students' union room. Yeah. And the tele- and we're, I'm talking tube, CRT, <laughs> surrounded by wood, giant box of heavy wood so television. And we had a SNES mm. and we had a Genesis and, then I, uh, and we had a NES for a while and then someone stole the NES. Which I, I thought was hilarious. Like, it's like, there's a SNES, a Genesis, and a NES. And someone's like, I'm taking the NES. I'm not taking everything, well, but I'm taking the, the NES. Well, um, like, you know what? They, they were courteous enough not to steal yeah. the late. But uh, I had enough spares, and I was just – the reason I was in part of the students' council is because I could basically, by being the vice president of PR, I could do the morning announcements. Mm. Um yeah, now I podcast. Um, but uh, but that got me out of class before and after the announcements because I would leave early so I could prepare for the announcements and fuck off for like 20 minutes. And then like the bell would ring, it would be class break, the next bell would ring and I'd be running to the fucking office so that I could read the things having never read them before and yeah. just assuming that no one's done any typos. And then I would become 20 minutes late to the... So I'd finish the announcements and then I would fuck off for 15 minutes and go to my next <laughs> class afterwards. And no one ever questioned like, so I, we literally heard you stop doing that thing. How come it's taking you 15 <laughs> extra minutes to walk down the hall? It's like, ah, fuck it. So... Toe Jam and Earl on the Genesis, yeah. great fucking game. Um, I, bu- me and my buddy Tom, beat all three saves in Super Mario World on the SNES at ninety six stars in one school oh year of God. slacking off. But when we had the NES, I made a bet with my buddy Tori, which is still, I think, my best um, Super Hexagon level passing, yeah. notwithstanding, my best gaming accomplishment. Yeah. He bet me twenty dollars Canadian. Mm. Before the year 2000, no, on the year 2000. That's a lot of um, money. That's like that's like a million dollars in today's money. Um, Canadian dollars, so it's still like 20 quid, but still. <laughs> um, he bet me $20. I couldn't beat Mario 1 with no warp zones on one life. Okay. One life. Oh, yes. Jeez. It took a long time, okay, and the nest at my house was... was was parked in my room on the TV that my mom's daycare got rid of because the mm. plastic fell off the back, so it was just kind of a floating tube. And I just lugged it up the stairs, made a little <laughs> niche for it, and just played Mario 1 over and over and over and over again. And then I tell the guy I did it months later, and he's like, nah, I believe you. I like, I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. If I was going to lie to you, I would have said it like... The day after, yeah. or whatever, like, no, I fucking did this. Yeah. I spent, way, I could have been in class, and then I could have been sleeping, I could have figured out how to talk to girls and asked one out on a date, and I didn't. Could've, I want my $20. Still owes me $20. Could have been a contender. Could have been. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> I think, uh, ooh, I'm going to make it an off, I could have been a contender. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so this is this is what the podcast is like after a nine percent beer and no Ben to be like, you know, we should end <laughs> it a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but but I guess, um, did you end up buying an S Classic? You said you were going yeah, to. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I thought you did. Have you plugged it in ever? Yeah, it's actually plugged into my Xbox, uh, the HDMI. In. Oh, like the the like the like the TV cable box. Yeah, input? it's it's plugged oh, into that's very that. smart. Yeah, I so should I was, do that with the PS3. I used to do that with my PlayStation, but because uh, well, right now um, I've got because um, 
Uh, I found at the pawn shop when I was selling off the last of my possessions in Halifax, an Elgato HD60S or whatever. So the HDMI HDMI switcher goes into that, but it only has three inputs. So it's the Switch 360, 360, the X-Bone, the PS4, and then... I just plug the PS3 directly into the TV because how often am I going to want to... Yeah. But having said that, it was like, oh, if I'm ever going to turn on the PS3, I'll probably want to capture whatever nonsense I'm stupid <laughs> trying to do. I never considered going through the Xbox. Yeah, I, I used to do that with my PlayStation 4, but um, since PlayStation But then Sony set up HDR, a patch which was like, no, we don't like this. <laughs> they would never know. Oh, but, uh, you, yeah, so you can you do 4K HDR. Yeah, you can do... Well, I don't have a Pro, but you can do HDR, but this my switcher... Because I've got four HDMI ports in my TV. That's the reason oh. I got this TV, because it had four. Because <laughs> um, yeah, then you don't have to buy a, a, a receiver. Yeah, but I still needed a switcher, because I have so many... Yeah, HDMI but a switcher's like 10 quid, a receiver's yeah, yeah, like 100 quid. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I didn't have to buy the receiver, but... um. So, yeah, I used to have my PlayStation 4 going through my Xbox, but it's now my NES Classic. So, yeah, I turn it on okay. now and then just play Ninja. Ninja what what, ga- it's like, what games came with the Classic? Um, it's like 16 or something? Yeah, like it was like 30, more. I think, like Punch-Out, oh, Ninja Gaiden, Double Dragon. My problem was that it, it, it seemed really weird that it wasn't, like, connected. Connected so, in the sense of, like, you're buying 30 games on a thing that looks like a mini version of the console you remember mm. from your youth, and that's it. Well, that's the thing. It, Nintendo completely dropped the ball on this. This was marketed to people, not like me and you, people who have fell out of gaming, they had a NES, yeah. and they just wanted something to remind them of that. Me and you yeah, probably nostalgia. have these games. Yeah, nostalgia. Me and you probably have these games elsewhere. We can or, or know that you could just go to Google, Google. NES emulator, <laughs> space ROM, space PC, or PSP, or whatever, exactly. and find some way of playing it on your goddamn phone, yeah, for Christ's sake. this was for the, you know, probably people who were 40 and over, and they're just like, oh, I remember that. This has got a bite-sized version of it. They can play a few games from their youth. Yeah. But they ran out of stock, and I don't... Ugh. But the, apparently it was scared. never their their intention of continue like How making is, more of them. Who makes these decisions? Do they hate money? Do they just like nah? Give give us a few I, dollars. No, I, I honestly there. think it was like uh, we could make this for dirt cheap and really fuck over a certain amount of people who probably will be happy enough with it, mm. and then. If if we kept doing it, we won't sell people on buying a switch to do the same thing. Yeah, it's just it's just stupid. But but I, ju- I like it for its form factor. Oh my god! And sometimes, like on Saturday mornings, I just switch. You want to be really angry at something? <laughs> Try playing FF One, which you own. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't it's want to. by far the grindiest, bullshittiest <laughs> version of Final Fantasy. I do not understand how more came out of that series based on that one. <laughs> I've tried to play it again since. Mm. I forgot that even the first dungeon, you have to know. We I got it from an aunt, and we played it for a couple hours and then never touched it again because we couldn't figure it out because... We, me, this we is me and my two older sisters. Yeah. Um, they're two years and four years older than myself. Um, we, we, it, they told us go here to beat Garland. So then we like went there, had a couple random encounters. Couldn't get to Garland most of the time because he would just kill us. 
like that, like the people in the dungeon would kill us if we happen to avoid the like ha- the good set of random encounters. Yeah, um, Garland would just wipe the floor with us. It never occurred to us because we weren't real people at this point that <laughs> you could just fight and fight and fight until you leveled up to be powerful. Mm. But the thing is, with Final Fantasy One. You could easily get to Garland, the first real boss, by while still being level two, but you would have no chance unless you were level four, and that meant you have to wander, like literally walk in circles around his castle for looking for random encounters, um, no, such that you got enough of them hell. to spawn, um, so you would level up eventually. It was awful. And I've tried it again. I was like, oh, God, this is so painful. Just, just I, leave it in the I, past. Right? I have it's never good. finished Final Fantasy 1. I've finished every Final Fantasy game fine. except for Final <laughs> Fantasy 1. But it turns out what's even more hilarious um, is I, uh, I, read, I read a game fact or whatever like two decades ago about this mm-hmm. game. Um, the best party is four fighters. And using all your money on healing potions and never getting a healer, etc. Et because... MP was really hard to come by. It was just worth it to just have guys with big fucking swords. And you could cruise through the game with just four guys with wooden sticks, essentially. Yeah. And then, oh, what? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not ever going back to any Final Fantasy, let alone Final Fantasy um, But you could play Zelda <laughs> 2, The Adventure of Link. I'd rather play that, to be honest, if it's more of a No, no, you don't. <laughs> um, you should play Excite Bike, though. I fucking love that I'll game. Play, I played, I played that a bit of that, because I never played that as a kid. But yeah, I played a oh, bit of that. You, you, could, it was, you could make your own fucking motorcycle yeah. motocross course in that game. That's like... And we used to make stupid ones that sucked, because we were young and dumb. <laughs> but they were still fun, because you made them. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a good little, good little thing, 30 games. Some of them I've never played before, so it's like, yeah... Um, oh, Ice Climber! God damn, that's awful, man. I'm sorry. It it's is. a stupid game, but I loved it. it, it so it's so just sliding over the ice. There's no. Yep. It's not my idea of a good platformer. I like tight control. That's why I like Ninja Gaiden. Oh. Well, n- none like of these games will be good then. <laughs> yeah, but I can still play Ninja, Ninja Gaiden and Castlevania, and it's like. Mario, Even the original Metroid had, was reasonably Metroid, tight. Like, um, yeah, I can still play those games. So y- you should try and enjoy yourself for more than 20 minutes of balloon fight. That's my homework to you. I, yeah, I played a little... You can get into a zone with it, but it's well, such a stupid well. game. But it's like, these games are too hard, man. Like, any <laughs> shooter up that wasn't made oh. after the year 2000 is just too hard for me. It's like, I don't want to play any sh- shmups. Made oh, back, back in those days. I kind of yeah. want. It. So, how big is the um, controller in this thing that no one will ever ever be able to get because they don't uh, make them uh, anymore? But they um, claim that they don't. I actually haven't tested it out yet, but I actually bought an adapter so I can right. play my NES Classic with with a NES controller with an Xbox controller. Oh well, that's no, no. I've been play, I've been playing it with the NES controller, but my hands are. But is it, anyway. is it a full-size NES controller, or is it a tiny I, version? I don't like, even know, because the last time I held one, I was probably half the size I am now, well, and you, I don't know do what's you, like. Uh, you don't have it around, do you? No, no, I don't oh, have okay. the original NES controller, but it is No, no, tiny. I mean your NES Classic, because I could tell oh, you, yeah, I could yeah. eyeball the fucking thing and tell you. <laughs> okay. This is really bad for our audio listeners. Who are, uh, no oh. one gives it, we, we've obviously stopped, oh, it's, it's about right. Yeah, it's probably the normal size, but yeah, it, my hands compared to that 
Oh, but playing long term on the NES sucked because it had corners. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the reason why the the Sega Genesis looks like a batarang. That, or sorry, the Master System controller looked like a batarang, like and the SNES just looked like a blob. Yeah, it's because it turns out blobs don't hurt you when you want to play <laughs> games for hours upon hours on end. But yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. so given that you're, so this is. I originally started this controller before all our ranting and 9% got to us. Um, was uh, given that you bought the NES Classic, are you at all interested in the SNES Classic? I have less nostalgia for the SNES, but um, yeah, I would. I would. Because now, is this because you're a collection person? Or is it kinda, because you um, but, um, have some sort of there's a set of games in your mind which you think might that, be on that's it? The thing. Might. There's n- things on like the Nintendo, uh, the NES Classic. I haven't bought because yeah, I'm going to play Zelda. Never played it before. I'm going to play it. It's like no, I just like the little form factor. It's something that I had in my childhood that I don't have now. It's just nostalgia. That's all it yeah. is. It's just a nostalgia play. And yeah. That's why I don't understand why. I That's why I have the the Gremlins um, Lego Dimensions pack. Yeah. Want, so do I. Play I a stripe. Yeah. I just want to have a little Lego stripe and a little. <laughs> yeah. That's not true, actually. I, if I was to actually turn on Lego Dimensions, I'd probably play as Gizmo, K Nine, and not ET. Um, Marty McFly probably. Those yeah. Be my team. It, be my team. It's just something that you love as a kid, and you just. Yeah. Want that nostalgia? You've got something. It's like it's tangible because nostalgia but, is a very yeah. nebulous thing. Whereas for this me, is tangible. Mm. Yeah, I never. So I, we we had an S, then we got a Genesis, and then I bought with my own monies a SNES um, at a garage sale because the N sixty four had come out, and some kid was like, "Wow, well, twenty bucks!" I was like, "Yeah, I finally own a SNES." <laughs> I'm the king of the world. I can play Illusion of Gaia, which is a great game. And if it, if the SNES Classic had Illusion of Gaia on it, I would consider it because that's a great game. Mm. Um, but also, it feels so weird to have a modern thing that has HDMI out, but only thirty like two hundred K ROMs or whatever. Probably yeah. Less. You can and definitely it's like, hack it to have everything you want but if i'm gonna hack something i might as well just fucking play uh, an emulator on my pc which is plugged in my tv or even better put it on my psp which has great emulators and roms and it's very convenient for me to play these games because it looks great on the screen and it's in my pocket everything about this nes classic just screamed cheap impulse buy how much is it's probably about 60 dollars or something like that. that's still a lot of dollars yeah, but yeah, for someone who's like just picking up at Christmas or for themselves, it's just yeah. like, yeah, whatever. It's like, but it just never materialized that way. So it, it at the end, it does it does just look like this was not pointless, but it's like this is kind of half baked idea. Just in the fact that there weren't enough produced, it should have been available to everybody. If you go into I don't know Tesco and you just see it there on the shelf, it should have been widely available. Well, and the fact that mm. they made... It looks like they made, like, I don't know, 2,000 and then stopped. Like, it yeah, wasn't even that they had the well. usual Nintendo stock problems. It's like, they're not pushing it. it, it there's no news that more yeah. of them are coming out. It's like, we made a few, and if you bought them, oh, well, for you, because mm. now you have this weird thing in your life, and you're like, why did I want this again? <laughs> it's crazy, and I don't regret buying it. It's something I'm very much happy to have, but... I just feel for anyone out there who 
had the nostalgia for it. I mean, I remember speaking about my uncle to it. It was like, before it came out, it was like, I've pre-ordered this. Um, mm. And he was like, he, he had heard of it. So, you know, was, he, I think he still got the original NES that he gave to me. But it's like, for someone who doesn't, like people who don't play games and stuff like that, they would have heard about it. They would have known that it's a hot product. And it's not like they were produced in scarcity just to drum up that hype. They were just yeah, produced scarcity. Which e- no everything reason. Nintendo makes, people just assume that that's yeah. what they're doing. Yeah, but this wasn't even that case. It was just we okay. did, the, we had no it, foresight to see that this would fly off the shelves. Well, also that they um, didn't do anything with the idea that it sold well because they're like, man, we're done. Yeah, it's a shame. It's Real shame, because Nintendo only usually do one one sort of a release of something like like Amiibo. They, they produce more, but I don't I don't think once once it's like done and it's like if they sold out, then it's like screw you, whatever. We only had a certain quantity, a certain quota of this. Yes, we did I, a little bit more, but we're not really. I doing really it. don't understand um, <sighs> the idea of making this. And not continuing to sell it. The, yeah, so the fact that they announced like money. the, the <laughs> they don't. but like <laughs> I think more people would buy it. Of course, and they the would. price is only going to go down because like that's just the way technology works. So it's like why? Why is this even? I don't understand why it exists. The NES Classic, I really don't. Given the way they've treated it, and so when I yeah. hear that. Um, the SNES Classic is coming out. It's like it just brings oh, I don't, I really Are they going to do the same thing? It's like, do I have are. to pre-order this to get it day to get it day one and ensure that I have a copy of this, or is it something that I can contemplate on and get it a later date? That's but, the thing. Uh, maybe, maybe this was all a plan. Sell the NES Classic, produce a massive bulk of SNES, and then just be like, look, you know what happened before? It oh, flies God. off the shelves. I mean, that would be smart. That would be... Yeah, well, but the problem is because they don't make it... I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they because know they don't they make do. the NES classic anymore, I think. It's like... But more... <sighs> do you, I, I'm sure more people might be... Might have, like... Nostalgia, nostalgia for, for the SNES. Well, yeah, and there's Imagine definitely that. some more, like... Like like Link of the Past, there's more, like... Because there was such a leap in the ability of games to have content mm. and, like, length, I think... There's definitely if they pick the right bundle of games, they'll they'll have a shoe in. But I I wouldn't touch this with a ten foot pole because I, 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 I thought when the next classic came out, there might be a chance that you could get more than the thirty games. Oh no, not at all. I knew that was not never going to be the case. I I knew that was never going to be the case. It Maybe it's just because I know that the ROMs have been available for a billion years, so yeah. this just seemed really dumb. But it's like you you average like forty forty five yeah. oh, yeah. kids are like. What's a ROM? You know, <laughs> I can play Mario on my PC. They don't know that, so yeah. But hey, anywho, I, think, I yeah, I think that's us for a week. We've we've been we've we've, we've definitely started looping on our whinging. So uh, yeah, this has been the whingy podcast. It's because we miss Ben, though, really. Yeah, I mean, he's he's the one who just ties everything together. Yeah. Like, he's So every other podcast I'm <laughs> ever on, I am nicknamed the derailer. <laughs> and I don't derail tanked up at all. 
Like Ben has got me like well fenced off for after seventy odd episodes that it has only dawned on me that it just like now that yeah. left untended I will just talk. It's fine because I'm the same. We are the yeah. It's not, yeah, except but, it's not fun when I'm supposed to be the Ben in this situation. It's like oh yeah, nah. so we have one less person. <laughs> we only did one beer. We didn't really have a topic, and yet here we are at an hour forty. Well, you know what Ben's <laughs> like. Uh, you, I'm sure he's probably like some secret SAS person served in the military. Uh, he's I think he's been reading these parenting books and been trying out things before <laughs> Evelyn needs it yeah. and to figure out like I mean, what works on us. on us. And then he's well taken care of when the actual child is like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to speak out. It's like, oh, no, no, I'll just corral you this way. I've learned <laughs> from adults. I mean, drunk adults, but still yeah. adults. Well, Ben, you're a very good parent, and we've missed you today. But <laughs> yeah, let's wrap it up. Speak yeah, yeah. About this um, if if you, people wanted to contact you on your gaming or beer opinion, are we not just going to summarize our cannibal? I mean, you've got nothing oh, to compare f- it to, but yeah, yeah, no, like, I think um, no, a- I was gonna. I realized mid mm. push Lucy's plugs that, that we <laughs> skipped that, and I was gonna just creatively edit around that. <laughs> No, so yeah, uh, I guess the real question is: um, in the tail end of the human cannonball, is there anything you think anything that's changed your opinion of it? Or like for me, I, I'm going to double down on the idea of that um, refreshing, slightly wet mouth feel, mm. and add that to the add the bitterness, the sort of lingers but isn't super strong they made it very drinkable when it was hot and then when now luckily the evening has progressed temperature has gone down and the, i think the last bit it took me a, a lot longer to drink mostly because i wasn't feeling the heat yeah i mean yeah it's, it it tastes a lot like the normal cannonball um but just a bit stronger it's a bit more bitter um, you still get in that, you know, those tropical fruits. You get like mango and a bit of banana, a bit of passion fruit, and everything. Um, yeah, I mean, going into this, I was feeling a bit daunted by the fact that it was nine point two percent, but it manages like the ABV very well. So, wouldn't say yeah. a session beer, but um, on a nice hot day like this, yeah, and recording a one hour and forty minute podcast, it's perfect. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I was going to say it, it. As you pointed out in the beginning of the pod, it's. Um it does taste. You can taste the alcohol, but it still mm. doesn't taste like a nine percenter. Yeah, it's not. And it's I not think too heavy. it actually helps that it's nine point two percent, and you can kind of taste a little bit of that sort of sweetness of the alcoholic bite. So you don't just pound it back and then stumble away. Um, yeah, fully agree. Uh, yeah, it's it's a really tasty beer. Um, mm. I haven't had the Cannonball or the. Meta Human Cannonball. What Unhuman <laughs> Cannonball? I can't remember what it's called. I, I still think the on sale i've seen quite a few at my beer shop so for listeners you still might be able to get your hands on a on a can i've been told that the unhuman the 11 percent one is a bit too much so i think this is a good middle ground but the normal cannonball and, and you've had you the cannonball right yeah yeah you can't go wrong with that yeah okay. it's a nice beer perfect um so yeah I, I think i'm gonna double down on what i said at the beginning of the pod and just that uh, it it's I think it, it shows its alcohol in just the right way, such that mm. you aren't. I mean, like you said, that some of those good chemistries we've had recently have just been a little, yeah. 
I'm amazed at how you don't taste the alcohol, but at the same time, you could easily just pound through a couple liters of that. Yeah. A couple liters. Look at what I'm saying. Um, but you can you pound could, through a couple bottles of that. Yeah, you could. could you yeah. could pound through a couple liters and, yeah. and then and then stand up eventually and be like, whoa, okay, well, this changes my <laughs> evening plan. And this, I think, the, the, that sort of that alcoholic sweetness helped pace it well given that mm. it was hot and i just wanted to drink something and it was a refreshing beer you know it had that it didn't dry you out so you had that um urge to just it, it had that quenching yeah quench- satiation yeah, yeah, yeah. um but it had just enough sort of a warning of that alcoholism to be like well, remember you're drinking a heavy <laughs> strong beer yeah. well so, balanced yeah. beer yeah yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, I need to explore more of the bottle shops in town now that I've moved away from the bottle shop that yeah. was less than two hundred meters away from my front door. Yeah. Oh man, but yeah, we'll we'll have a new set of beers for you, ev- everyone next week. Don't know what that's going to be, hmm. but yeah, we'll see. And um, E3 predictions might be on the horizon as well. So that's true. Stay tuned for um, that. Now, if someone wanted to read your opinions of beers because they think that your opinion of the human cannibal was spot on, <laughs> uh, they could visit beerresistible.com? Yes, and follow me on Twitter, beerresistible underscore. I've started and, uh, blogging again, so yeah. Check me out on that. Yeah, Just yeah. add me on upta- Untapped. I think I'm the same thing I am on uh, all the... Gaming things, Thanks. which is just Juicy Loose 9, so yeah. Now, is there a Beerresistible? Um, oh, no, because I, I think I set up my untap prior to Beerresistible. Oh, you definitely did. You've had an untap for ages. Have I? Yeah, but it's just, I, I, I never used to use untap, but it's a really good, really good social platform, just finding new beers. Speaking yeah. about new beers, so yeah. You can, you can add us. I think we're just tanked up on beer. On beer resistible, good lord. On, on tap. <laughs> there is a The Omniarch, which is my account on all of the things. T-H-E-O-M-N-I-A-R-C-H. Um, but I don't use it because we have a tanked up one. Um, and uh, I, I just I, I don't use Untap nearly as much as I should. And the idea of having two separate accounts is, is, is just... Daunting to say the least. Um, add us. Uh, that's Juicy Loose Nine Nova underscore forty seven for the uh, absentee, but always welcome Ben and the Omniarch on Steam, PlayStation, Xbox for people who aren't Ben. But yeah, we'd love to play some games, and of course you can tweet us at tanked up underscore cast, email us at tankedupcast at gmail dot com, and of course visit outoflives.net for all your gaming, movie, etc., pop culture needs. I know that, um, Lucy, you're going to be on the newest episode of the infrequent but always entertaining Out of Rupees podcast. Yeah, we're doing an E3 prediction show since that's coming up real quick. Yeah, just talking all things Nintendo, so come tune into that. Now, do your um, colleagues on Out of Rupees realize that you that the name is basically lost on you because um, Rupees are the currency of Zelda and you... P- p- no, I, I know Zelda, the currency. So. <laughs> I know a bit about Zelda. <laughs> well, you do because you you've been playing Breath of the Wild, but yeah, like, but I knew did they prior to that? I knew rupees. You know, it wasn't no Indian currency. So, so give me that credit. Yeah, I I, I kind of <laughs> like the idea that it's 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 literally a, a an Indian economics uh, <laughs> podcast instead of a Nintendo one. I'm not gonna lie. Nah, I think I, I knew that before. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> 
Fair enough. Uh, that's it. We've been tanked up for one more week. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ciao. <laughs> just realized that I did the bye because I was playing the Ben role, but then you yeah. would do the chow. And I was like, oh god, I gotta say it again. Does he say hello and welcome yeah, to I think he says hello, everybody, and welcome to. Oh, uh, we're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's yeah the 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 just, podcast just, all about yeah, yeah whatever.